0: Welcome to One More Ride with John Bruce. Hello out there, all you cool cats and kittens. It is Catterday, May 16th, 2020, and welcome to One More Ride with John Bruce. I am sitting here in my home office with a couple of cats Um, That part is true. I'm also in my home office. It is hot because it is around 80 degrees in Chillicothe, Ohio, which is fantastic if, you know, things are normal. But, you know, it it looks like things are probably going to get back to normal pretty soon. Uh, The state of Ohio has kind of released some stuff where people can go out with their proper social distances distancing and such. And, you know, people on Friday were able to get haircuts. I'm not doing it yet. Uh, I talk about my haircut in this episode. It's not great, but it happens. Um, I, I did get dressed. I did get dressed and I wore real clothes. Like when I say I've gotten dressed, like other days I've gotten dressed and I've gone out in like gym shorts and such but i actually wore real shorts um real shoes and socks which is a a a major step forward for me in my kind of current situation there's been you know like i said a, a few developments and they all seem to be good you know we'll see how things move along if you know, things get back to normal or if there's a new normal or whatnot. One thing that I do hope is that everyone out there is, you know, taking care of themselves, taking care of themselves with their mental health. Um, anything you have, you can, there's a lot of people out there that will listen. Um, honestly, personally, if you need anything at all, I don't care if you are, Someone I know or if you're just like a casual listener that's came across this uh, across different platforms, you know, you can get a hold of me at the uh, on Twitter and, you know, my through my email, you can get a hold of me any way you need to. And we can just talk uh, because I, I've been through a lot. I've I've hit some I've hit some lows and, you know, and I've had some highs too. right now, I'm kind of in the mid middle which is good because I'm not getting too high or too low, which is really good. And this time, especially being inside, being kind of isolated from, you know, your social friends besides social media, even though that's whatever, you know, being away from your social friends, not being able to gather with them. Um, I know there's a lot of high school seniors that are going through different, kind of unique graduation ceremonies and there's just a lot of it's a lot of different stuff going on right now and it's it's hard it's a it's you know people always say like they enjoy you know just getting away from people and whatnot but i i think people are missing out on the camaraderie and you know obviously you can you can catch up on people's stuff on uh the facebook or the twitter or, Friendster, I don't know, uh, TikTok. I guess you can catch up on stuff on people. I'm, is Friendster still a thing? Because I'm not really sure. But you can catch up with people's lives. You know, fake or real, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, it's it's different than being able to sit down with someone face to face. Luckily, last weekend for Mother's Day, we were able to get together at my sister's place and we were able to, with proper social distancing, still we were able to kind of celebrate my mom and sister, who you know are both mothers, and it was nice just to be able to kind of do some some normal things. We haven't had a whole lot of normalcy in the last few months, uh, low over two months now, and it's it, it's nice to be able to do it on occasion. Um, you just need to be responsible with it. A couple of nice things with this. I've been able to talk to people probably more than I would have otherwise, because I've been able to sit down with a couple of friends, talk to people through social distance or through, uh, different things online. And it's, it's helped me catch up with some people that are really important to me and, you know, be able to get some stuff out there for you people and, um, you people, (laughs) uh, for, you know, the listeners and we appreciate anybody that listens. Um, you know, and it's it's nice to be a part of someone's day, and hopefully we'll be able to continue this throughout uh, once things get kind of back to normal. I am worried as a big Chicago Cubs fan. I am worried a little bit about the Major League Baseball season. It sounds like, you know, the owners are willing to do some stuff, but the players are not willing to budge on some of the Financial stuff. Well, to me, like I, I don't want to say you know just go play, but to me, you know your salary should be prorated for your games you play. So if you play eighty-two games, you should be paid for eighty-two games and whatnot. And, and the owners also, it's not like there any of them are hurting. So if they have to kind of shell out a little bit extra to get the players to play. I'm all for that, too. I just, I want to see, I want to see it be done right. Uh, I'd like to be able to watch. Um, I believe I've already paid for my MLB.TV subscription for the year and would rather rather not lose all of that money based on them not having a season. Since I haven't watched anything on it and it's not necessarily cheap. But that's something I'm really, I, I enjoy that over the summer. I get to sit down with my family, watch the Cubs. And I don't even care if they're, I don't care if they're good or bad. I just want to watch baseball. As someone who coached baseball um, for, I, had, I would say 16 seasons, but this this was going to be the 16th season. So really for 15 seasons, somebody who's, who's coached, uh, it's definitely different right now. Not being able to, not really getting ready for, the high school baseball tournament season like we would be normally right now. So moving on today, I have Mark Shifko on again. He was a fantastic guest in episode three. You know, if if certain things happen, he'll probably be on like once a month or so. Hopefully we'll be able to get in person sometime soon. But I, I think we're at least having fun over the Uh, Be able to kind of catch up over the, you know, the airwaves, I guess. But we will have a power tower, and the power tower this week is the greatest players to never win a ring or a title. Now, remember the title thing is very important in mind. We did it a little different. I think it's uh, it's a good idea on some of these to do things different. Uh, to where we're not just listening the same thing over and over again. And I think this one is a good test run for that. And um hopefully if you guys enjoy it, let me know. You know, my my Twitter handle is at Coconut Wallpapa. My email address is jbruce one zero one eight at yahoo.com. That's J Bruce1018 at Yahoo.com if you if you want to give me some feedback on the show. Remember, you can subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and leave a review on iTunes, or uh, I I don't know if you can leave a review on Spotify. This show should be up on iHeartRadio in the coming week or so, and we're trying to kind of work with a couple other places to get this out to people that don't don't have PCs or um, iTunes. So... We're gonna take a little break. We're gonna hear from our sponsor. And then we are gonna have a really fun interview with Mark Schiffko. Um, hang right with what right with us. We'll be back right after this. All right, and welcome to this week's One More Ride. My uh, guest is, once again, uh, Piketon assistant basketball coach, um, best person in the world, Mark Schifko. Um How are you doing today, Mark?
1: That's a great welcome, John. Uh, I'm doing outstanding, and uh, thanks for having me on,
0: man. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I thought we had a good talk last time. We're going to try to shorten it a little bit this time, um, you know, just for um, the commuters so they don't have to listen to it three times to our voices. Um, So, you know, (laughs) that's, that's one way. uh, I always like whenever I drive to work or whatever, usually I'll listen to podcasts and, or radio shows or something that I know will fill that time because it's just talk radio in the morning can be talking about who knows what. Um, Now it's obviously all the same thing, but if you listen to like WNCI, um, it, oh, it's painful. They will talk. Who knows? Sometimes it's funny, but a lot of times it's just random rants that aren't enjoyable to me, at least. Um, yeah. So, what have you been up to? So, working a lot. Um, I, for those of you who didn't listen the
1: first time, uh, John and I talked a little bit about what I do, and it's medical device sales, and I'm in the uh, pain management business. So, pain never quits. And patients, right. <laughs> patients are in uh, a lot of pain from you know, post-surgical and things of that nature. And obviously now that elective surgeries have resumed, what we've seen is a pretty large spike in, in volume of procedures and um, uh, different uh, patients coming into the office for regular visits. It seems like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so, Mm -hmm. so I've been working and, uh, spending time with family and friends and, and still doing, doing that safely, of course. But, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's been really nice to get back into the swing of things with work on an everyday basis, leaving the house and, and, you know, going and doing my job, which I love to do. How about you?
0: Oh, just hanging out, playing Nintendo. Um, but really getting, going into that, um, best SBC team ever bracket. I that's made, awesome. uh, yeah, that's out on, um, Southern Ohio sports authority. I think it's s o h s ohio S Ohio, sa.com You can find it on there. Uh, there's five articles so far. There'll be three more the rest of the week. Um, what's funny is I and, told people it's Sosa.com and it's definitely not.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: no. Um, uh, I, I think maybe Sammy might've taken that one. Um, but I, I don't know for sure. Um I just know it's the S Ohio SA.com. It's it's kind of weird. I think they should try to find whoever has Sosa dot com and bump them off. Uh, I will say it's generating
1: quite the buzz, John. You really like the time of, yeah. of you guys to put this out could not have been better because uh I'm on a group text with, you know, like I talked about last time, Kyle, Kyle yeah. Miller and uh, actually Eric Farmer and uh Jonathan Buckler, who played on that 03-04 Piketon team. And it's been fun to see them track it. And then, you know, like they're you know, saying, hey, do we have a chance to get the Sweet 16? And they're pretty optimistic about that. So what's really cool is the amount of buzz that you've been able to generate because there's an obvious void in this area of the lack of sports. So for you to come mm-hmm. out with this when you did, I thought was perfect and spot on.
0: Yeah, it's it's worked out pretty well. Um, I know some people were mad because they couldn't read, um, <laughs> and, and were jumping the gun on certain things, but, uh, I do think it's, it's generated some good buzz. I know there's a couple people that were not real happy that some teams got bumped off, but that's I a, mean, it's a fan vote. Um, we're also going to be doing a kind of an experts vote, um, where there's going to be 10 to 12 quote unquote experts that are going to fill out their bracket um, and then we're going to compare and contrast it um, after the championship. So this so. is
1: after this is after the championship of the thirty. So right now we have a, a, a round of thirty-two, correct? So yeah. right after mm-hmm. this gets narrowed down to the final one, then there's going to be the experts weigh in. Is that
0: correct? Yeah, but I'm going to send it. I'm sending it out here in the next couple of days, just to kind of get some feels on it. And, you know, if they send back whatever early they can, that's fine. And I'll uh, kind of put it together, kind of like a power pole type thing, I guess. Um, And then we're going to compare and contrast after um, because it could be the same champion on each side. So, you know, it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, I do think that a couple of the upsets that happened probably don't happen in the experts polls. But yeah, it's also at the same time. It's hard to compare year to year, Um, you know, maybe one year the league was stronger than another. I know like we talked about the uh, 91-92 season on uh, SEC Sports Talk, and, you know, we talked about how strong that year was, but a lot of people recently don't remember it. So their voting might be different than others. So it's just kind of, you know, obviously it's for fun. There's no prize for it. Um, besides maybe um bragging rights, but you know it's i was i was interested in seeing those guys that you talked about in the o three or four team they matched up with the um two thousand two thousand one Zane trace team, which had a lot of kind of buzz um the first round, which I don't think they've had as much the second round, so I think it's gonna be the piketon guys are gonna i move do on. too i i don't and,
1: see how i mean you look at kgamore whenever that they added him to go along with Kyle yeah. and Eric who had two good years of varsity basketball experience that year three for that for that group right there, when they added, added Kyle, I just took him to a different level just with his defensive presence and his ability to get in the you know, passing lanes and block entries. And right. you couple that with, you know, Kyle's ability and Eric's dominance down low. I mean, that was, that was a great team, great team to watch.
0: Oh yeah. And they were not fun to coach against because of how um, improved Kyle Miller was getting throughout the year. I like to say that his first uh, big game was when I was guarding him when he was a sophomore. Because I, you I bring he, you bring greatness out of to-
1: people because they have to elevate yeah. their game but, to match yours. That's that's yeah. as simple as that.
0: It, I don't know. If Come I'd on, that John. Far, but <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, kind of. You know, we're talking about sports. What do you think will happen for, like, the next year in sports? It, you can talk high school, college, pro. Um, is there anything that you've heard or seen, or what are your, I, what are your so thoughts? So I just general?
1: saw something flash on uh, the NCAA basically non-contact period is extended until uh, at least June 30th. So yeah. uh, we were kind of thinking for the high school guys, we probably wouldn't get back in the swing of things until maybe July 1st. Uh, so if, if June 30th is that final, you know, non-contact period day, and there's a chance we could have July uh, for summer work. And, you know, traditionally speaking, right. you know, you know this, cause you coach basketball as well, that July is usually a dead month. Um, mm-hmm. So ne- not yeah, exactly. Not, not doing much. It. So um, now that might replace the June and we could still have a little bit of a summer, which would be nice, but um, I kind of think high school is going to kind of take direction from college. Do you, do you tend to agree with that?
0: I, I think so in a way, I think high schools are kind of, I think the OHSA is going to do everything they can to make sure we have something, um, which I thought they did a really good job of waiting on the spring yeah. sports because with, when they waited, you know, they waited to see for sure Um if everything was going to be shut down in Ohio before they called it off. And, you know, I, so I think, you know, they didn't jump the gun or they didn't jump out in front like college did with the spring tournaments and everything. So I think there's a chance that if there is no college that we could still have a season, I think we'll have seasons. I don't know if we'll have fans, but I think we'll have seasons. Um, So we'll have something Along those lines, just, I couldn't agree more. though. I don't know. think
1: there's going to be fans either, just because yeah. of the liability that it opens up. You want to say, okay, if you don't want the chance of getting sick, don't go. But the problem with COVID is right. the fact that you know you basically become a carrier, um, and and if you carry that home to uh, an elderly, you know, loved one or a neighbor or whoever, you never know. Um, mm-hmm the repercussions of it. So I, I get wanting to err on the side of caution, but I think uh, having no fans, I mean, if you watch the KBL, the Korean baseball league, that was, they were showing games on ESPN. It was pretty cool. It, I mean, it was right. fun to have live sports <laughs>
0: on again, right? Yeah, definitely. And I I think, you know, I, I do think that MLB, I think it'll be back. Um, I think it will be back in July. Maybe, a little later in July because if they haven't announced the spring training plans to start. I, I originally saw June 10th, but if you're going to do it, you got to do it pretty quick. Um, so I, I think that'll come up. Um, you know, we'll see. I I'm hopeful for it because I, I, I don't, I, I think the Cubs are going to be good, but at the same time, like, I, just, well, I don't The Cubs will be good. I do, say, as
1: a Pirates fan, yeah. with given the circumstances of there's, it's an, always an uphill battle for the Pirates. I do, I, I yeah. do think if you shorten the season, I mean, obviously there everybody's going to have a chance uh, to be competitive for a little bit longer. And the Pirates are usually relevant until the All Star break. That's the way Major League Baseball is designed right. to be. It's <laughs> usually competitive, and then once you know, Steelers training camp starts. It always seems like the pirates would fade into oblivion other than the three years where the playoffs, you know, happened to Pittsburgh. But I do think uh, a shortened season might get kind of fun. I mean, I don't know if you remember hockey. Uh, I believe in 2012, there it was a shortened season due to some type of labor dispute and the mm-hmm. the season being shorter, it, it was a lot of fun to watch and, you know, no team was truly out of it. And, and I think that would be good for baseball, but one thing I'm hearing that's kind of alarming is uh the players and, and and owners can't come to any sort of agreement on um you know conditions and things of that nature for for there to right. be you know basically we're looking at a labor dispute as well. I I'm optimistic for July 4th. What about you?
0: That that was kind of the the I feel like that'd be about the perfect day um because it's you know Baseball is, you know, a, a summertime thing. And what's more American than baseball? I reckon probably football and overeating. But, you know, it's if we're not going to fireworks, then I want to start
1: my July 4th with Joey Chestnut eating 75 hot dogs. And then I want to be able to yeah. turn on, you know, baseball at one o'clock. You know, it's just that would be – I think that would be perfect if July 4th was opening day. Could you imagine?
0: Oh, I'd be so happy. Um, even even if it's, you know, an 80-game season, which you said, the Pirates have more of a chance, and I, I completely agree. I think uh, a lot more teams will be more yeah. competitive with the season. Because I remember back kind of when we were in school – the Royals were still terrible, but they would be pretty good for the first half of the year. And then they would sell. And then then usually
1: you sell, you sell at the deadline. And then from there, you're calling up guys like Pablo Reyes, like the Pirates did last year, who was invisible. But there's, there's always the way Major League Baseball is set up. They do want teams to be, teams are going to be relatively, you know, competitive until about the break. Yep.
0: And, You know, it'll be weird without a, I mean, they still might, there might be a trading deadline, but I can't imagine the point of what the point of it would be. Um, So, you know. Well, we'll quick question for you, John. What
1: pro sports team do you think, what pro sports league, I'm sorry, do you think will come back first? Major League Baseball, NBA, uh, NFL, I mean, what are your, what's your
0: prediction there? I have a feeling that the NHL and NBA are not going to come back. Um, I just, I just have that feeling. I don't, I mean, here's the thing. They're going to be canceled for three months and then jump, jump back in it and then have what, a lot of month off and then get back yeah. in the training camp. So, I mean, I, I don't think I just, I don't think it would be right for the athletes, but I understand why uh, the owners would want to do it. But at the same time, I think they could probably get out of pain all of it if they are um short in games or if they don't have the rest of the season, they can at least defer some of the payments, I would think. So I'm sure the owners probably don't care one way or the other. But kind of one one thing I I've, I've been thinking about, just to go non sports wise. I I saw one of your TikToks a couple of weeks ago where you were you, you look concerned about your hair. Um uh, yeah, how's your, how's your
1: hair coming along? So, honestly, I, I kind of broke down and I asked my wife to cut my hair. And she said, I'm not going to be held responsible if I screw your hair up, which <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I just didn't want to take much off. I just kind of wanted like a little trim action. So, my mom actually got like a really nice mm-hmm. set of, of of clippers. So, she's been cutting my dad's hair. Mm-hmm. And we went over there for. um, for Mother's Day, and I just decided, hey, you know, maybe, maybe now's the time to get a little taken off. So my mom and my wife both helped kind of trim my hair up a little bit. So it's going to hold me over until okay. I can get into my barber because he is actually booked until June. So I- I'm going to manage, yeah. um, but I'm very concerned. I, I just really want to go get a nice, good old fashioned haircut from Turner's in Columbus. It's a great, ha- it's a great barber mm-hmm. shop. They do. I, I actually get a uh, a bald fade. So what they do is they use a little. It's an old school like barber place, and I mean they'll do like a nice shave, uh, straight edge shave. They'll do uh, a nice little razor touch at, for their fades. It's just amazing. You feel like a man when you walk in there, and you feel like a man when you walk out. But um, nice. it, you know I can't get in, so I figured I might as well go ahead and get a little mashing. How about you? Um.
0: I kind of, I've been wanting to do it for okay. a while. It, it's just been getting really long on top and, but it was really long in the back and on my ears. So I was like, you know, I I thought about shaving my head. Like I've, I've considered that uh, for a while, which is weird because like I'm, I'm Asian and very, <laughs> very full of hair. Like, I, I don't have anything to worry about. I don't know why I would shave my head. I'm, you know, it's, I don't think it would really work out for me. Uh, but I've always wanted to do it, but I had asked a couple people, I was like, Hey, what do you think about me shaving my head? And they're both like, no, you are not doing that. Um, so I did not shave my head. I did get my clippers out cause I used to do my hair, um, really for the last, I mean, I, I haven't done it in the last probably four or five years. But for about a five or six year span, I was cutting my hair, you know, quite often. Nice. And every once in a while I would, uh, yeah. and But I would just do it, I would just do it like a two okay. all over. So it wasn't, wasn't like I was really doing anything like special. But I have decent clippers because of that. And so I just did, I did a four on the backs and okay. around my ears. And I did not touch on top. So the top of my head right now is hilarious because there's just so much hair. You're watching cooking shows. Yeah. It's kind of like Scott. Okay. Okay. So my Um, question is, is is there a
1: line separating that, you know, that four that you did to the top? Like, can you see an obvious line? Great. Uh, Yeah. Okay.
0: In a way. (laughs) Now, when my hair, drops down a little bit more from the top to the sides, no, but if I, like, kind of push it up, then it's The quarantine haircuts
1: are hilarious. Like, if you follow on Twitter, if you Google quarantine haircuts, some of the people, because the key is not to take too much off. Like, everything that I've read, it's like, just hold yourself over until the next haircut. I mean, I kind of look like I have a ball right now, because my mom didn't even try to fade it. (laughs) And and then my dad grabs his clippers, and he's like, here, let me trim your sideburns. Well, he trims my sideburns and he takes a huge chunk out. So then I had to try to finesse it and use, uh, you know, like a clippers at like a two setting to just try to like fade out the little location that he screwed up. So Mm. in the back, it looks pretty thick and like my sideburns are really, really thin. So I do have a little bit of kind of a mullet going, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like I said before, I think we'll be able to get haircuts in June. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll see. I one thing that I had done for years was I I kind of looked at it as you know I'm gonna cut it uh, I'm gonna cut it short for like two months and then after that I would go to okay. the harbor to get the back brought up because I didn't very cost effective method long. there, John. Yeah, and so I I saved a little bit of money sure. and then I would go to like I would go to like sport clubs because I just be like you know what I'm gonna go get the hot steam chow. Get that MVP. And, and I am one Yeah. I one hundred percent will go do that again. I on Friday I am gonna look on I have the sport clip app on my phone that tells you like what the waiting times are and whatnot. I am one hundred percent gonna get on that app and check out the waiting times just to see how funny it will be because I I I don't think they have you don't make appointments through there so it could be just really funny on uh, it could be like a 180 minute wait to try to just get a haircut <laughs> and i am 100% Yeah, and not that's A9. crazy.
1: See yeah. like the cool thing about where i go at Turners in Columbus it's like you book it through the Booksy app and they do blocks right. and now they just send a memo out saying you have to wear a face mask to get in or else they cancel your appointment. Um so it, it's a yeah. new norm that we're that we're entering and we just have to kind of, you know, we have to we have to do what they're asking. these places of business are gonna yeah. be over the top with the masks and things of that nature, so it's just something in, that we have to follow
0: yeah and and for me, like all these people are mad you know about the mask, or whatever, like if you want it to be back to normal sooner, just wear the mask um yeah it's wear not the bad. mask we get through the yeah, I mean, it's not like you know for you as a medical professional you have to right. wear it all the time
1: and you're really protecting you know? you're protecting so, somebody else from you you're not actually protecting yourself right um unless you have the respirator yeah. that is the 95 the 95s so those big it almost looks like a gas mask mm-hmm. those have to be fitted properly and yeah. like you can't have facial hair and things like that because People will think, like, hey, I'm wearing a mask. I'm going to protect myself. You're actually protecting people from you if you're a carrier. Just dropping knowledge.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, we're all about facts around here. But, you know, w- when we talk about that, the, we're protecting, you know, others. That's the crazy Like, I know you don't, you're not a Facebook guy. Um, you should be really <laughs> happy that you're not a Facebook guy right now because it's awful it's it's worse than normal. And the people that are like, oh, I'm not, oh, for whatever reason, it's, it's like, okay, well, just because you're not worried about getting sick, doesn't mean someone else in your family. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to say so that's it's probably
1: the, not PC, but I'm going to go for it. I really think Facebook just went downhill right. whenever it got rid of the fact that you needed EDU at the end of your email address to get on there. When it was for college kids, it was oh. great. Facebook was mm-hmm. great. It was great social networking and, you know you were in college and everybody had facebook and then they branched out and now it is a place i don't want to be twitter is the best uh, yeah i mean there's good and there's bad what i found throughout this crisis is people really like to tell other people how to live their life is that something, like, it's a great pastime yes. for Americans. Like, nobody can seem to mind their own business anymore. It's always like, hey, let's tell somebody else how they should live or spend their time, money, etc.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get, no matter what, on Facebook, or it even happens on Twitter and stuff, people telling others how to how to be themselves is is one of the worst things Absolutely. in America right now. And I'm sure it's all over the world, too. But, you know, it's it's really bad, in my opinion, around here now. But, you know, it's it's easy when, when you're behind a screen to tell other people. People how have more
1: time, work. too, more free time to yeah. thinking. And they're sitting there, and they're on their phone all day, and The screen times are going way up. And the next thing you know you're weighing in on something that you probably wouldn't weigh in on, you know, if you're if you're working, you leave your house every day, but now you have more time to think about it and um, you just kind of go mm-hmm. for it. But I yeah, I, I'm I'm glad I kind of got off the Facebook train. Uh, I can only imagine what COVID Facebook is like.
0: Whew. It's it's pretty bad. Um, now, one thing on Twitter, I I kind of retweeted in a way the story the other day. Did you see the Norman Chad post on the I did not. Washington Post? Okay. Uh, the headline, I believe, was what this pandemic has shown us is we don't need more oh. sports. What? We need less. Yeah. It is. Do you know Norm Chad? the World Series Man, I'm not real familiar with him. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's not even the full-on commentator, but he's the color commentator who makes all these Quips and jokes about how much his wife wants to leave him for okay. someone else, and you know, it, real it was real weird kind for of a yeah. couple of years. Yeah, it's just like, okay, we get it. You're you're self depreciating. Well, it is like you know, how Rick Riley articles and Sports oh, yeah. Illustrated are terrible, or ESPN now. This is like <laughs> it's like Rick Riley turned up to not, not 11. Like they said on, um, oh my god, I can't even think of the movie Spinal Tap. Not like turned up to 11, like they said on Spinal Tap, there he's turned up to like 4,000 <laughs> Rick Riley. Like it is, it's so bad, and it's just he just goes on and on about how you know ESPN has kind of ruined um how people look at things, which I don't like, I don't like ESPN. But he works <laughs> for ESPN. That's a problem. But like, <laughs> so, e- you know what? ESPN, during this whole yeah. pandemic, ESPN did something
1: that was awesome. That was move up the release of The Last Dance. Has that not been a
0: phenomenal to right. watch? Yeah. Um, I have not watched a second. Actually, no, I've watched really? two minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying oh, to wow. wait until it's all the way over.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as, as to watch, how, how, first on uh, the self-control to do that. Uh, second off, like how, like, is it just better for you to just bid it?
0: I think so. I, I enjoy just going through flying through stuff cause then I'm not waiting around for it. Um, and plus I got other stuff I watch. I've been watching the wall. Um, a lot of supermarket sweep, stuff like that. You do um, like really the, the prices right as well. <laughs> you,
1: you plan your day around that.
0: Yeah, but it's, yeah, <laughs> a lot. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, I, I'm thrown, he threw me off by bringing up the last dance. Um, I don't even know what my point was before that You've know, run my entire <laughs> night, Mark.
1: I'm um, just sick enough um, for ESPN because it's a, at some point like you yeah. turn on, you know, get up and, and all these different shows because, you know, I, I I wake up and I like to watch Sports Center. That was kind of like a thing I used to, a ritual I used to do: drink coffee, get ready for work. Right. Uh, but now it's like you turn it on, and there's really nothing there. Like Van Pelt is really scrapping to try to find mm-hmm. something to talk about. So now I don't mind the fact that they recap the last dance and bring up, "Hey, this is what was going on in the '90s." Yeah. Or I think ESPN's done a pretty good job without sports. They done a pretty good job during this.
0: Mm-hmm. Well you know it has been a great network in the past so I, i'm not mm-hmm. too surprised that they can do it again um, i did listen i've been still listening to pardon my take um, with from barstool and they they've been breaking down the last dance and they did a interview on monday with michael jordan's sure. trainer um oh, yeah oh my god dude i've i've never okay so it was probably within the first 10 minutes of it that yeah, I got that was... on Amazon and ordered his book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've read it.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. Grover I mean... is incredible. And you know, we were talking too, I was talking to uh Kyle Miller about it a little bit. The player that he talks about mm-hmm. that is somewhat overlooked. But Tim Grover raves about this guy, is Dwayne Wade. So of course he trained, you know, Kobe yep. Bryant as well, Michael Jordan, but he raves about Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's pretty interesting because like when you talk about like some of the best players of all time. Dwayne Wade doesn't really get brought up much.
0: Yep. right. I completely agree. It, I I don't. I think my dislike for Dwayne Wade came from having to be his teammate on the Heat on one of the NBA two K games, and he uh, the
1: but the year he won so, MVP, he was on my fantasy basketball yeah. team, and I drafted him. I think Ooh. it was like eleventh overall or something in Nick's uh, Nick Easterday's fantasy basketball league. And I won first place, so I I basically I like the Wayne way because I used to watch him at Marquette because I was a big Big East guy, watched a lot of Big East hoops, and I would see him at Marquette. I was like, this guy's incredible. And then I drafted him, and then he won me a championship for fantasy. But ba- fantasy basketball is really hard because <laughs> there's games every night, and oh, you know yeah. it's just every day that it's not as time consuming as baseball, but fantasy basketball is pretty hard to construct a roster. So the fact that my first year I ever played, I I, won, and I drafted Dwayne Wade, I just said D Wade is my
0: guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had. I mean, I've never, I was never a big fan of his, but I can respect how great he is. But hearing Grover talk about, you know, that he was one of those, uh, that he was one of the three cleaners that he really talked about, um, along with Kobe and. MJ is that's one of the greatest Absolutely. compliments you can have. Yeah, and, and for me also, I was never a huge Kobe fan. Um, I, I think it was it was at a time when I didn't love the NBA, and then that whole Colorado thing happened. Yeah. I was just like, man, this guy sucked, you know. And but the more I was able to watch his stuff later on. Exactly. Well, there's something to see somebody
1: uh, just absolutely maximize every single bit of ability in their body, whether it be sports or, you know, regular desk job or whatever. But when you see somebody maximize their potential, it's pretty cool. And it makes you have a different appreciation for him. So like Kobe, one of those guys that, you know, like the book title, he was a relentless worker just to see somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. be a, that studious on game film and perfection of moves and, and everything else like that. It's pretty cool to see them, you know, do great things. But Kobe also had a privilege of playing with, uh, and he won a lot of rings with Shaq. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, then, I um, mean, so, I mean, we got into, there's, you know, during this quarantine group text was one of my power tower rankings. Right. So, The group text debates about, like, best players. Well, one today was, like, the best big, right? So Shaq, I mean, like, Shaq, or maybe you see somebody putting Kareem ahead of Shaq, maybe. But, like, for me, it's Shaq, right? Like, when you think of a big, I think of Shaq. He was the most dominant big that I've ever seen. And, you know, I I feel like Shaq doesn't get his due, if that makes sense. I I don't know if other people feel like that, but I just feel like he never truly gets – the amount of appreciation that he deserves.
0: Yeah, i I can see that too. Uh, I'm I've always been a huge uh, yeah. Akeem Lajwan fan because his footwork was unreal. Um, just but, yeah, dominant, just dominant. Force. Like there's nothing so, you can say. Mm-hmm. And no one made worse That's movies than fact. Shaq. So. Yeah, so he and had chose Papa him. John's. Chose He's head.
1: like his pizza because, like, when you think of Papa John's now, you, you went from thinking of a sweaty, you know, Papa John's owner who got fired and he got to let go, and now you <laughs> saw all these videos of him eating all these pizzas and sweating, and then now it's, like yeah. now the face of Papa John's is Shaq, and it's like <laughs> Gold Bond, you know, uh, icy hot. Every time I use Gold Bond, I think of Shaq. Yeah, the
0: uh, <laughs> the general the general commercials. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, you mentioned Papa John, and we drove by uh, to see my friend Danielle like sometime in the last. It was one of the times after okay. Papa John got fired and said said his stuff, and we drove by Louisville, and I made sure to just stare at the stadium, and it was like it was like two days after, and the oh Papa John gosh, stuff had been taken down. <laughs> the yeah, yeah, they did. They yeah. got that stuff done real fast. Um, yeah <laughs> yeah, that guy is a sweaty mess but hey hey we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back uh mark mentioned a power tower we're gonna we're gonna get back into that we're gonna go into this week's power tower uh so hang on um, right after the break we'll have a power tower and more with mark Shifko. All right. Welcome back to one more ride with John Bruce, with my guest, Mark Shifko. Uh, we are now going to get into the power tower rankings this week. Uh, Mark, I what think, do you uh, rank? let's do the best
1: athletes in any sport that have not won a ring.
0: Okay, correct. So without a title, right? Okay. So that's going to be important. Um, in my opinion, for something that I'll probably bring up. But we're going to do it a little different this week. Uh, We're going to actually start with the top because we're going to make make sure we list off the players and we're going to do it without repeating. So, you know, if, if his number one is on my list, then I'll mark him off my list or him or her off my list. And then same for Mark and so on. So we're going to start at the top. So we're going to go one to seven. So we're still going to have our seven and um, yeah, we're not going to cover, we can go across any professional sport of any kind. All right. So if we want to talk cricket world championships, I mean, we're probably not going to do it, but we could, Um, you know, tennis, TBL tennis, baseball league. Um, We all know who is probably the greatest player to like, never actually like win an actual game. Uh, (laughs) No, (laughs) <laughs> no. Um no the the person who was supposed to be inducted into the Hall of Fame oh, last year just didn't okay. show up to their induction. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And how his team, that his is team true. never wins. We ran. usually he run never... out of daylight is uh, why his sorry. team never wins though, right? Yeah. He doesn't actually lose, he just runs out of time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh sure. Alright. So we're gonna do our uh, Power Tower, best athlete without a title or a ring? So first York, off, I mean, how can you off. not?
1: Daniel Constantine Marino Jr., baby. Dan Marino, to me, the best quarterback of all time. 17-season uh, career with the Dolphins. Uh, had a successful college career at Pitt. Uh, first team All-American. And then he was the last quarterback taken in that draft class, uh, the class of 1983, which you, you, you everybody's so, probably seen the 30 for 30 on that. Um, Just, you know, he was in that draft class with John Elway, uh, Jim Kelly, Ken O'Brien. I mean, it was a very good draft class. Uh, So, Tony Eason Eason was, Todd Blackledge was another guy in that. So, uh, just, you know, a very good draft class. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, Marino went to the Dolphins and he was just incredible. And, And Marino's second year took him to a super bowl right and and never got back so right. you know you can only imagine in in year number 2 the fact that he got to a super bowl was that close you know basically smelled the lombardi and never got
0: there well hold on to be fair it's his fault
1: <laughs> very, because he didn't get the very laces good. out yeah. Well, you know, the fact that he went against that 49ers team with Montana and you know Bill Walsh, you know, coaching them up and they were just a loaded team and they you know he lost uh in that Super Bowl and never got back. Uh but when you think of every good record that a quarterback could have had, you know, Dan Marino basically set those single season records. Uh this was back mm-hmm. whenever, you know, in in the 80s, yeah, that more of a West Coast style of offense existed. Uh, and kind of get rid of the ball quick, but Marino could just sling it. He had probably the best release. He was he wasn't yep. fast, and you know what w- you would classify as being fast, but he was very elusive in the pocket. He got rid of the ball quick, and uh, you know his his stats were just absolutely unbelievable. It's a guy nine-time Pro Bowl, uh, you know basically three times first-team All-Pro, uh, MVP, offense player of the year. Uh, Led the league in passing touchdowns Three years Led the league in passing yards five years I mean just amazing statistics And you know first battle Hall of Famer uh, 420 touchdowns thrown Great passer rating of 86.4 I mean just Dan Marino was to me The best quarterback of all time It's just a shame he never won a ring
0: Yeah And um, you know I, if you would have believed it in Ace of Terror, Pet Detective, you know, he got back, he got him and Snowflake got back and they did win a ring, a fictional ring. But, you know, that part was good. He chewed a lot of gum um, on his way to the stadium. You know, Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel. Um, I, I like that pick. So for my number one, I I I I didn't, you know, no offense, didn't think very hard about this. Um, The number one was the easiest to me because, you know, maybe he's not the greatest overall baseball player of all time, but he's in the top 10, I would say, especially hitting wise, uh, would be Barry Bonds. You know, we, you say what you want about his alleged steroid use. And I do air quotes on a legend because his head got gigantic, but, Oh, But that dude, his hands were so quick. He, he, there was, there was one season where if if he went over in his at bats, he still would have had a. That's crazy. On base percentage over four hundred. Yeah, you know that he was just unreal. He had single season home run record, um, career home run record. You know he's he doesn't get his due because he played in that era. But when he was in Pittsburgh, he was he was the best player in baseball. Him and Ken Griffey Jr. were, um, you know, those those two were just night and day ahead of everybody else as outfielders, at least. Um, you know, he won a lot of Gold Gloves. Maybe was maybe was a little overrated as an outfielder, as you you saw his his throw home. Sorry, um, that it was offline. Bream out when <laughs> all he had to do was, yeah, all he had to do was lob at home. <laughs> and he gets him out. Um, you know, it's that dude played one World Series, got to the NLCS a couple times with the Pirates, um, got to the World Series once with the Giants, and then hit approximately 9,000 in the World Series. Um, had a couple home runs, but it was just because they didn't pitch to him. Because why? We had a great showdown dude? card, too. MLB um, Showdown. I
1: don't know if you ever played that game. He was incredible.
0: Oh, I've He was. Yeah, because he was incredible in real life. <laughs> so,
1: it's a great pick. Yeah, so
0: he's he's my number one. Um, yeah, he in that World Series in 2002, I remember watching it at Justin Lodge's house, uh, watching Game 7 and Garrett Anderson getting the double down the right field line off John Lackey. Or not off John Lackey, but John Lackey was the winning pitcher. And just thinking, man, Bonds will probably get there next year. And then he didn't. And then he never got back. And um, I bet he could probably go right now and probably still hit 250 and hit 30 home runs. just because I mean, of how quick his hands would be. Barry Bonds uh, hit like what, so
1: 760 that's why, yeah. home runs, 762 home runs. Two. <laughs> just wrap your head around that. That's an amazing statistic.
0: Yeah. Before Juice yeah. Ball. He was, he was insane. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Just like now. Uh, uh, I, I had a foul ball last year. Yeah. And yeah. The Did you? Nice. Oh, how incredibly, how low. incredibly and, and low are the laces I now. compare
1: it to a ball actually I got oh, from 94 like, at Three River Stadium. Uh I went to a Pirates-Giants game. This was whenever Barry came over to the Giants, right? So we're out there for batting practice, and yeah. uh, I can't remember who what Pirate hit a home run. It might have been Al Martin. Hit a home run, and like it hit off my mom's leg. And, like, this old guy kind of got it. Mm -hmm. He felt bad. That hit my mom's leg. Because this is back when you could go to batting practice. So that ball, I remember I was, you know, feeling the laces on that compared to the foul ball I got this past year at a Pirates game. It's totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Guess who was pitching whenever I got my foul ball this year? This is the first Um. foul ball I've ever gotten in an actual game, not batting practice. Guess who was pitching for the Pirates?
0: Um Felipe that Rivero, Lithuanian guy
1: who got arrested for unfortunate oh. incidents, but <laughs> it, he throws yeah. absolute gas, like 101, <laughs> and we were sitting behind home plate. The ball went up in the air and it was like I mean it was like slow motion. It was a like parting of the seas. People were kind of afraid. It was coming down hot. So I had a metal wedding ring on mm-hmm. and it hit my hand, knocked my ring off because it hit my hands that hard. My my ring went flying, and I got the ball yeah. and gave it to my son, of course. It was a pretty cool moment, but um, my hand had a massive yeah. bruise on it because it was lighting – it lit me up, <laughs> dude.
0: Yeah, I was I was lucky yeah. um, when I got mine because the people behind okay. us had left because the Cubs were getting beat, and uh, the people behind us had left. So the ball went, like, a couple rows above me, and I just caught it on a bounce um, when it came down. And I was looking for a kid to give it to, and there's just no kids left. That's awesome. So it's like, okay. So I hate it. But that's cool
1: you look to give it to a kid because there's nothing I hate more than, like, grown men, like, going crazy for a ball. And then, like, there's a kid right beside them, and they just, like, are staring at the ball. The kid's looking Mm -hmm. like, hey, throw it to me. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Like, that Worst
0: the worst. Oh, my god. He he's, yeah, if we, he's if we talk worst people in sports, he'll he'll probably be on. Yeah, so for okay. um, so we're we're gonna go snake. So we'll go back and forth. But okay, for mine, my number two, I might have cheated. Uh, I have Carl Malone slash. You can't Brown argue Stockton. with that though. Um, I know that's that's. Kind of, yeah, I mean, I always put them together. I know Carl Malone played in one finals without Stockton when he went to, L.A., but. And Carl Malone, all-time leading scorer, or is he second? I think Kareem's won, yeah. Yeah, Uh, Kareem's still won. But, yeah, so, you know, second all-time leading scorer, Stockton, the leading assist and steals person in NBA history. Those two played together, were a perfect pick-and-roll combination. And, of course, they get to the finals twice in, in Utah and have to play Michael Jordan, and, you know, Scott Pippen <laughs> saying the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. Uh, it's just, it, you know, it's, those two are just, they're two of the greatest ever at their positions at power forward and point yard. And, you know, and, and they, they kind of fill in the thing that I love most about the NBA and basketball in general, Carl Malone went to Louisiana tech and right. John Stockton went to Gonzaga before it was really Gonzaga. Like, yeah, so those two came from those schools. Obviously Michael Jordan came from North Carolina, but Scotty yeah, Pippen Rodman, came from Central yeah, Arkansas. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh I think it was north it was either northeast or northwest Oklahoma. Scotty Pippin's college uh, though
1: has the coolest football field. Yeah, ever. so I mean I these guys people came- need to Google it. Have you seen it? Their football yeah, field uh, is striped and it's like gray no. and uh gray and yeah. red. It's a really cool looking field, yeah. Ew. Yeah, it's like a really – it's nice. probably one of the coolest the football Red stadiums I've ever seen, like, pictures yeah. of. Just the turf itself, yeah. Pretty cool.
0: Nice.
1: So, you so, know, going with a so the theme – and that's really one. the motivation for why I was thinking best players to never get a ring. It's because some of these guys – I'm watching The Last Dance and some of these guys, they mm. highlight their careers, and they face Jordan. And, you know, Jordan being as dominant, as great as he was, he cost many guys – you know, chances to win a championship. And this next guy is somebody that, um, I, I I think of when I think of great basketball players of all time, that's number one. And that's Charles Barkley. Uh, he was just a dominant, dominant power Mm -hmm. forward, you know, all American out of Auburn. And then he was drafted by the 76ers, of course. Uh, but this is a guy that, um, you know, MVP in 93, 11 time all-star just never, got a chance to win a ring um you know he lost the Suns lost against uh the Bulls on a uh John Paxson three I don't know if you remember that or not John but um but you know Barkley was, uh, was yeah. close and just never really um never really got a ring and to me he was I consider him the greatest power forward of all time um I think you look at how relentless he was, Mm -hmm. um, just the way that Charles had a nonstop motor, how colorful he was off the court. He's just a charismatic guy. I love watching him on TNT and just him break down games and stuff. He's, I think, hilarious. Some people define him as amusing. I love Barkley. Um, And I Mm -hmm. also love Googling him uh, hitting a golf ball. Yeah. He is absolutely... It's You know, what's funny is I met a golf (laughs) pro once at a uh, show in Columbus, and he said, I play with Barkley, and he's like, he can play. He's like, he does that for the camera. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I Mm -hmm. I think Barkley... I I believe it. think of great players that never won a championship, I mean, the guy... The guy career averaged, you know, 22 points and 11 boards a game. Just to average that is insane. Like, people... People will scoff at that, but I mean, do you realize what it takes to average twenty-two points a
0: game in the NBA? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And he's tired. It just got. It was just like like a six force. fours.
1: Yeah, so aggressive, dominant rebounder. I mean, he was mm-hmm. he was impressive. Yeah. So my I number three pick. Agree. Who's is, your uh, um, number three? Is actually. Ty Cobb. So when you take a Ty Cobb, you know, you think uh, All right. uh, just a guy, <laughs> not the best person, but 12 Great batting system. titles, nine batting titles <laughs> in a row. Nine in a row. Like how crazy is that? Uh, career batting average of 367. Yeah. The guy held 90 records when he played. The most impressive record, <laughs> I think, is the fact that he stole home 54 times. 54? She's <laughs> that's yeah, so Ty Conn is, is definitely my number three, uh, player of, of guys who were close but no cigar.
0: Uh, my number three, and this is in, in he didn't even really come that close. Um, you know, an injury cut short one of his careers and oh, uh, a great hampered pick. another one would be Bo Jackson. Uh, yeah, he he's my favorite athlete of all time. Um, like, kind of hands down, my favorite athlete. And, you know, it's it's a shame that he got hurt when he yeah. did because, you know, he may have won a title with the Raiders. Um, But he also may have won a title, not with the Royals probably, but... Um, you know, he was just an unreal, like, he was a really good baseball player, and then he gets hurt, comes back a couple years later. He's only a DH, and he went from being a five tool player, barely being able to do anything. So, to me, if I think best athletes without a title, I think Bo Jackson, he had two different careers, never won the big one. Never yeah, really he's the ultimate. What it. could have you been, been injury short, hadn't
1: gotten hurt. Uh, you would look at him, yeah. you know, Bo knows that that whole Nike campaign and everything else. So yeah, you would view him as probably, he'd be up there with Jordan. And now, I mean, I think he's kind of, for a lot of the youth of today, he's probably an afterthought. They don't realize how dominant and how athletic he was.
0: hmm Yeah, so, but then I go to my favorite overall football player of all time for oh, my yeah. number four, which is Barry Sanders. You know, it, he, it, which is funny because a lot of people loved Bo Jackson. Because yeah, it was like a cheat code. Tecmo bowl. Well, yeah, well, I fell in love with Barry Sanders because of Tecmo super bowl. When, when they had all the teams, they had the offensive rosters and stuff. And he was so much fun to play with. And then I'd watch his highlights and just watch him just cut everywhere. His legs always moving constantly. And he was just, just phenomenal. Oh, I agree. would have been the all time leading rusher. Um, he would have, yeah. passed him. he would have passed him at Smith, but he was like, ah, I'm good. I don't really, I don't really want to hang around here when in Detroit, which I don't blame him. Um, and then you know, as someone who loves touchdown celebrations, he right. had my favorite touchdown celebration. They had, and, you know, they had some good weapons,
1: too. Like, no. their quarterback was He's, Scott Mitchell, but they had uh, Herman Moore. Uh, yeah, they – I mean, they were one of those teams they had – um, I'm drawing a blank on the other receiver they had. But um, they – John. yeah, they were a loaded offense. Um, Johnny it's just Moore. a shame that they never
0: won anything. Yeah, I I agree. So next for uh, me
1: is Patrick Ewing, a.k.a. Patrick Chewing from the Snickers commercials. But Patrick Ewing, to me, epitomizes (laughs) the ultimate uh, guy that just Jordan got in his way. You know, he was somebody, you know, this guy was, you know, eleven time All-Star, six-time NBA All-Second Team, just NBA All-Defensive Team three times in a row. Uh, The rookie of the year in 86, he was highly touted coming out of Georgetown, won a national championship in 84. And then in that 85 draft, there's a pretty cool story that um, I saw Mm -hmm. the other day. So basically, Patrick Ewing was was one of these guys. He was for sure number one lottery pick. And, you know, the Knicks were coming off their worst season in like 20 years. Season tickets are down. And, you know, they need – a breath of fresh air to come into their franchise or else they're going to go down a bad path. Patrick Ewing is, is sitting there and he's going to be that number one overall pick. And wouldn't you know it, the Knicks got that lottery draft pick? Well, they, they, yeah, pure luck. So, uh, the yeah, commissioner reaches into the man. drum, you know, David Stern picks up that envelope and it's the Knicks. Well, the general manager for the Knicks was already there with a Ewing 33 Knicks jersey. So then everybody's saying, "Okay, well, this is kind of crazy. This is back before you know. Maybe it was just luck, or he hoped they would have got Patrick Ewing. But there was all these theories coming out that the Knicks logo had a bent corner or was frozen, so that way Stern would know which one to pick out. But that's a kind of that's kind of a cool yeah. story. But they said basically, there's more out there. Um, there's a lot of uh, Knicks connections to that lottery, uh, but the fact that they got Ewing." And uh, he was one of those guys that was just, you know, he was another dominant figure in uh, in, in the NBA and, and never won a championship. And I think a lot of it is the fact that Jordan got into his way, you know, the Knicks and the Bulls had some really good battles. And uh, unfortunately he never won a championship.
0: Yep. That's a, that's a great pick. I was uh, thinking about thinking about how just crazy good he was and, but he just couldn't ever get over the top. Um, Yeah, so round five, So uh, Phil Housley. It's probably not going to be a household
1: name, nice pun, but he was uh, basically a uh, hockey sensation for the Buffalo Sabres. So he was drafted six overall, played from 1982 to 2003, the second leading scorer amongst U.S.-born hockey players, had over 1,200 points played in almost 1,300 games and never won a championship. He has a record for the most games played without a a Stanley Cup. Uh, Inducted in the Hall of Fame, and now he's a coach in the NHL. But just to play that long and have that good of a career and to never win in hockey, you know, usually uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's an absolute grind. Um, I'm a big hockey fan. I'm not sure how many of our listeners Mm -hmm. are, but – uh, I, I always get into hockey, mainly because it's one of the sports that Pittsburgh's usually pretty good at. So I was kind of born and raised, you know, the fact that, hey, you know, the Steelers yeah. and the Pens are pretty good, so you kind of watch them, and then you just kind of get from there. But to play that long and to not win and have that many uh, career points and play that many games, that's got to be brutal.
0: Right. I I knew you were gonna go somewhere yeah. hockey wise. Um I, I remember him on the NHL hockey games, which is yeah. Um my number speaking of people that played a it's long a time, play. my number five is Ted Williams. Yep you know, Yeah. Uh, he he had you know one of those really unfortunate I mean, say he had an unfortunate career. He lost three years of his career in World War II when he served over in Europe. Um, you know, he the, that was the prime of his career, but he still ends up uh making it to the world series in 1946. He only batted 200 oh my gosh. in his 30 at bats in the world series and went over, uh, over four I in never game knew seven that. in a game they lost four to three to the Cardinals. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so he made one world series, and, but that was that was the time where only one team in each league went. So they were in the same league with the Yankees. And that's when the Yankees went, made it to the world series nine out of 10 years at one point. Yeah. So he just had an unfortunate time.
1: Is he a better Uh, hitter? One of the greatest hitters of all time. Um, I agree. Really? Ted Williams, you watch tape on him. It's it's impressive.
0: Yeah. Um, Yep. Well, he was the original person they did shifts on. Um, you know, P. Rose was a great hitter, but he wasn't Ted Williams or Tony Gwynn or Ty Cobb. Um, but he, he had longevity. So that's my number five. My number six is if you if you think about this guy, you think about him catching a touchdown, fake pulling down his pants and dancing at Lambeau field and one of the greatest celebrations of all time, which would be Randy Moss. Um, You know, he was, he was on possibly the greatest football NFL football team of all time. And they didn't win a championship because of David Tyree. Um, You know, he, he got to the one super bowl, caught a touchdown in it was just one of the greatest receivers of all time. Um, A guy who had a really tough, Kind of go at it throughout, so, and that's kind of why he ended up at Marshall. He didn't make great decisions, but he ended up being one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. And he's he's he my number one of all time, he, receiving wise. He mossed people like people incredible, like,
1: and and he went to New England. Oh, he's and it was. In order to get a ring. I mean, he had that big contract with Oakland and just things didn't pan out. But he went to New England to play with Brady and to win a championship. And Eli got in the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Of course. Uh, Yeah. Uh, He also. He is. I like. He's actually a really good broadcaster, too. So kind of talk. Yeah, kind of talk. Barkley he is uh like that he's not as ridiculous as Barkley but he's really good and I agree you know I'm I'm happy and like A-Rod's really good so these guys yeah I know A-Rod did win a title but you got these guys we who, need to do a
1: power tower of the wars you know think, oh, boogers number
0: one. Oh, that's boogers <laughs> yeah I pick him <laughs>
1: So my
0: number six. So moving is, on, who's uh, your number six?
1: Ken Griffey Jr. You you referenced him earlier. Ken Griffey Jr. was an icon. You know, ninety-seven A.O. MVP, ten Gold Gloves, uh, seven times sil- Silver Slugger, thirteen All-Star games. Uh, when you think of one of the greatest baseball players, one of the sweetest swings, you think of Griffey. You think, yeah, you think of him at the. Uh, mm-hmm. home run the backwards cap and and he's out there just stroking it and it's a beautiful beautiful swing and mm-hmm. um he was elegant in the outfield him climbing the wall at the kingdom and uh just all the great things that you saw Griffey do as we were growing up uh to me he's up there on the list of guys that just never want to ring and um it's just a shame because I think Ken Griffey Jr. is one of the best ba- you know baseball players of all time
0: Yeah, he's, he was um, like I mentioned Bonds, and they were those are like two of my favorite players growing up. Ricky Henderson, father, um, you know. And the thing with Griffey, I remember how excited everyone was when he went to the Reds. Not just because you know we could see him play more. Um, you know he's from Cincinnati. You know, even if you're a Pirates or yeah. Cubs fan like we are, you you got to watch him play all the time. Well. then. And he just kept getting hurt um and i i know of a few reds fans that are still mad at him for those years i'm like man he he did everything he could um he got hurt playing hard um you know it's just you think it's because he got rid of 24 to thirty. things went for him but yeah he's he's
1: Hey, we, uh, we no, found that out it, on the last my, dance, Jordan which you will see soon, so. my friend.
0: Yes, I will see it soon. So, um, my, is somebody is else that? that you referenced Number earlier, it's Tony Gwynn. So, power power.
1: Tony Gwynn, to me, is just a quintessential hitter. Just a pure hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a career batting average of 338. Uh I mean, just 15-time All-Star. When you think of somebody <laughs> who could just absolutely make contact with the baseball. Didn't strike out much.
0: Uh, hey, did you see – have you seen – he had his birthday last week. The stats that people were just throwing out. He, It's incredible. He went, and like, I mean, fact in the fact that he can make like contact and career. you
1: watch his swing and how yeah. square he was through the zone, but how he knew how to, how to, to do different things with pitches, he could just – uh, he could just kill you with those slap hits, uh, but he's a guy. You look at seven seasons in the top ten of yep. OPS plus. That's incredible. I mean, the guy got on base, never got out. Uh, mm-hmm. Was just when you think of a pure hitter. To me, it's Ted Williams. I think you put Ty Cobb in that mix, just based on his stats and Tony Gwynn. Then Pete Rose. Sorry, yeah. sorry, but I, I mean that's just
0: I'm mm-hmm. I'm throwing out facts well, here, folks. Yeah yeah do you uh did you know that he I I think he still is I did not know that is the San Diego State basketball all-time assist leader yeah he was so like later in his career he was just this pudgy guy who could hit but that dude was unbelievably athletic and he was—he you know, sold so many basketball early, slash baseball players, other food. than you know, Tony Gwynn um, yeah. and
1: you know Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, do you think it's impressive to hit 200 mm-hmm. yeah. um, in Double A? So, yeah, exactly. I 100 yeah. percent agree. People that, are scoffing 20, at that years, they only hit 200. 100%. Go yeah. to a Double A baseball game and see the movement on some of these pitches, and you tell me if you can hit 200 incredible yep.
0: yeah um that's right i completely agree with that um my number seven i actually had a current player in but i'll, I'll take him out my current player i had seven earlier oh yeah is who Dude. i think will end up being the greatest baseball player of all bet. time, which is mike trout you know it's he's only been in one playoff series yeah he's i think he'll eventually get to win a title and I think the whole Astros fiasco will probably actually help him on that um but that division is crazy because of how good the uh A's are too. but my number seven um if if you if you knew who this guy was, you know I'm kind of going off the beaten track here on this um if you heard a song, it would start with money money money, money, money." Everybody's got a price. <laughs> it's the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, he did not win a title. He had a title in his hands for a few minutes oh. when he bought the title off of Andre the Giant uh, in 1988, which set up WrestleMania 4. Ted DiBiase, the million dollar oh, he man, was... was the most evil character without, without like feeding people, their dogs and stuff, you know, he was just outright evil. And it he just, just showed everybody that he had more money than you and that he was better than you. And yeah. Um, did you see have you ever seen the <laughs> yeah. video of him? Telling yeah. That he'd pay him like $500 if he dribbled a ball 10 times <laughs> and he smacks the ball out of his hand at like eight. And he just <laughs> says, you only get <laughs> what's really awesome though is like during the <laughs>
1: networks have been creative, right? <laughs> so Fox Fox was uh they aired WrestleMania 3. Yeah. So it's really cool because like I'll turn that on and then yeah. my daughter's two years old and she she loves wrestling. She asked for me to turn yeah. on The Undertaker and things like that. It's pretty cool. But like she's watching mm-hmm. it just like and I'm I'm sitting there looking like as a proud yeah. father, like, okay. I mean, could you just, like, wrestling was so good back then. It really was. WrestleMania three was
0: incredible. Well, I I mentioned this talking to um, somebody on Twitter yesterday. The writing was so good. Everybody had a fleshed out character. Like, everyone got, yeah, everyone got at least a little bit of TV time to talk, at the very least. And it's now too much so many more yeah. Yeah. It, they, they, they basically fit everything is on, which is it's kind of yeah. watered down
1: and there's there's two there's no chance for character development yeah and guys to really shine on the mic because they're so rushed they're cutting a yep. 15 second promo um and, and now it's just there's too much stuff going on i think could you trace it back to when SmackDown first started? Was it, did that just open the can of worms or what?
0: Well, I don't, I don't really know because they weren't the ones to start the Thursday. Thunder actually started first on WCW. And then SmackDown was in response to that. But I, I just don't know. Like, I don't understand what their goals are because I would think that you right. would want to make the most out of every person. Um, you know, use the, use your TV time to help with all these people out. Don't put the same people on in 12 segments of a three hour show. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think it is different. Now I want to get back to Teddy Piazzi for a minute. One, one thing actually I'll say is when Monday night raw, and Nitro had to go against each other and they stopped having the jobber matches where these guys got to just be impressive beating the crap out of somebody um beating the crap out of a loser that has no chance ever to beat them <laughs> and like you just know that they're just going to go you know razor Ramones is going to throw his toothpick <laughs> in this guy's face and then smack him around for like 3 minutes and that's it but now they try to make everything so competitive And, um, it just, it, it kind of, it makes it harder because then you don't have as many fresh matchups. So, but my big thing with Ted DiBiase, so he, he bought the world title from Andre the Giant. Obviously that didn't work. Um, then he got to the finals of the WrestleMania four title tournament, the one night 14 man tournament and lost to Macho Man Randy Savage because Hulk Hogan was a cheater. More or less, and hit DiBiase with a chair, which set up the flying elbow smash. And Randy Savage What's is funny my favorite though, with, wrestler of with all D.B. time. D.B. So I'm okay Came with back
1: it. to WWF. But he was. You know, they wanted him to be a, like yeah. a babyface like in May, and then mm-hmm. by June he was a million dollar man, and yeah. like it didn't last long. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, he's like the most, you know, he's the most well known mm-hmm. villain in the WWF.
0: Yep. Now i i had to I had to like kind of do some digging on this because I yeah. actually would have had him behind Mister Perfect, Kurt Henning, but he won the AWA World Title, and also uh, Ravishing Rick Rude, who <laughs> is one of the most detestable villains ever. Um, you know, but he won uh, a world title in WCW. One of their side titles so kind of like their smackdown title um and then you know jake the snake roberts i would put up there um oh i agree as somebody that really should get attention on that's a really great it opens up uh, like a lot of different yeah. conversations so that's too, that that's mine that's mine um because like the bossy
1: you know when he bought the wwe 24 7 championship are they going to vacate that too like, I mean, this is a guy mm-hmm. that they he has to buy a championship. Right. So he's the ultimate like he can't win it, so he buys it type of guy. So I think it's very fitting that he's on the list. Yep. It's yep. it's hilarious and, and to actually, think about.
0: He, he bought his own title with the million dollar title, and yeah. So hey, we're gonna take one last break. time for one more thing and now we're it's time for our one more thing segment you know how we how we typically finish off our show um mark is there anything that you know (laughs) <laughs> a watch that you could recommend or I got one that kind of covers it's both life it's actually the right now. Uh, um,
1: conclusion of the final chapter of the Skywalker saga and that is the rise of Skywalker streaming now on Disney Plus uh, it's the I, final Star Wars episode mm-hmm. uh, episode nine and it basically wraps up the whole S- Star Wars story that we've seen so this is uh the finale of this basically is the last of the sequel mm-hmm. trilogies and it shuts everything down. So uh it was a very good movie. Very well done. I think if you read the reviews, it's going to be kind of mixed, but it's kind of tough to end such a, uh, I mean, it star Wars is to me right. the best movie series of all time. I'm a huge star Wars fan. I thought they did a really good job of tying everything up and, Making it um, respectable to those who appreciated the first trilogy, and now um, you know Skywalker Saga. Definitely, it's bittersweet because you know it, it was conclusion, but now you're saying these characters are never going to be brought up on uh, in any type of cinema movie again, and it's kind of sad. But a very good movie. It's about two hours long, so right. uh, I recommend I recommend it for anybody especially my Star Wars fans out there.
0: Right. I I really enjoyed it. And, you know, honestly, I I, I like Solo, 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 too. I really enjoyed Solo. And, you know, what's really cool, um, too, I I got, is, got, got you know, spoiler to... alert,
1: so if you don't want to hear this, yeah. just yeah. hit mute, but I really <clears> thought <throat> it was cool how they showed the story of of basically how Rey is aligned to anybody in the galaxy. So, like, you knew... You knew Ben Solo, aka Kylo yes. Ren, was Han Solo's son, Princess Leia's son. So it was kind of cool to see how Ray fitted everything. And the fact that Palpatine was brought mm-hmm. back, I thought was kind of cool. I mean, of course, I you know, I'm a huge Vader guy. So I would have loved it if Darth Vader yeah. would have came back. But at the same time, it's like, it's pretty cool that Palpatine. Yeah, I'm I get people will say like Darth Vader basically died for no reason because Palpatine came back. But it was kind of cool because Palpatine was still the, the underlying force behind the dark side. Mm-hmm. And now he was kind of put out and, you know, Ray and, uh, you know, Ray basically rides off of the sunset. So it was really cool to see how they finished it off. And I thought it was
0: a great movie. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, um, you know, I, what's funny is I, I know, um, Yes. I can't even think of the the Last Jedi. Uh was that eight? Um, yeah. Um Ryan Johnson got a lot yeah. of crap for how he yeah. did that movie, and then I watched like knives out and that dude's unreal. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's it's a uh I really enjoyed the ones I've really? seen. I, I did I've still never watched uh the original first the one. The first trilogy? Uh or not not uh a new hope. But oh, um, are you talking about
1: like uh, yeah the the, the attack Proof. of the clones, revenge of um, the sith, like the, the of... um, yeah one, two, and three, yeah. Uh, from, You're not missing much, um, yeah.
0: Which I can't think of. <laughs> yeah, one is the one I haven't seen. Um Yeah, but, yeah, I know that, and I, I've, I've listened to the weird owl song where he sings the entire it's it's you know, very story. weird the videography <laughs> Man, is totally got, a, got enough of it, it uh, <laughs>
1: i'm an original trilogy guy a lot of people a lot of people well star wars fans i'm sure are but it was really interesting how yeah. life before that was portrayed in these movies um, that's mm-hmm. why i thought i thought they did a really good job with you know Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi wasn't as good, I didn't think, but The Rise of Skywalker I thought was pretty good. But, you know, really New Hope, Empire Strikes yeah. Back, Return of the Jedi are just absolute classics. Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Not so yeah. much, but Revenge of the Sith is a, is an awesome movie. And that's the episode three, and it kind of shows you how how Darth Vader, how Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. became Darth Vader and it really shows you how it happens, and it's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I was kind of uh, feeling that same way. Uh, You know, I've been a big fan for a long time, and um, I was happy to see how it concluded. But for me, mine is actually a recommendation on something like... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like an app for okay. um, your TV. So I have Roku. Oh, and I've
1: seen it.
0: I downloaded this thing. It's called Pluto TV. Yeah. Yeah. It is free. It's. I mean, it has some stations awesome. that are live, but like it has a station dedicated to dog, the bounty hunter, uh, Every episode ever is on there. It has every episode ever of unsolved mysteries on there. Just these shows just run continuously. Um, oh yeah, actually watched MTV Next. Do you remember that the bus dating show? Yeah, uh, I watched some of that the other night. Yeah, it's horrible. Like, but the <laughs> mid the mid two thousands fashion and the over tanning was hilarious in it. Uh, so I enjoyed it, and. It's just like there's this game show network. It's not game show network, but it's called Buzzer. And it has all these old game shows and it's it's so much fun to watch. I've really enjoyed Where it. Where are you at on Breaking uh, Bad? Kind of in between Shits Creek and Breaking Bad. That's it's stuff that I've uh, okay. uh middle of season four. Are you enjoying it? So awesome. uh finish it probably by next weekend. Uh Oh, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's they do such a good job with how the episodes oh. end. That it's binge worthy. And like know, people will say Ozark is like breaking bad. An I shouldn't I- get into so. Ozark. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: I tried. It's just a little too slow developing for me. Breaking Bad mm-hmm. was like that. Like an episode would end, I don't want to start another one.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're Gonna start, or I'm probably gonna go watch it here in a couple minutes. Um, and watch a couple episodes a night and then kind of watch shit. Yeah, you need to. No, I, you, you and I were texting about a little bit. I heard it's hilarious. Um, (laughs) have you ever watched that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's really good, especially after season one. Um, season one is kind of, you don't really know where it's going and then it kind of picks back up. There's a couple things that I know make people uncomfortable in it. Uh, but it doesn't bother me at all. And I, I think the characters are all like super likable, even though they're all like kind of terrible people. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those, I think it's really well written. And uh, I enjoy watching that too. So, those yeah, a lot would be of fun. Good catching up with you as, for this as week. usual. Um, and I really Mark, do you have anything to say before uh, we uh, really
1: kind of diving into some of the greatest players of all time that have yet to win it, or that did not win a championship? Um, I don't believe we had any active players on there, but. It was really cool to to kind of go back and and look at just how impressive some of these guys' careers were. And it makes you wonder, too, like, are they okay? Because Charles Barkley said, hey, I'm okay if I never win a championship. Mm. Is he really? Is he really okay? You know, it just makes you wonder.
0: Yep. Right. I completely agree. Um, So thank you once again for being on. Uh, We'll definitely be talking to you again soon and uh thank you very much for being with us this week on one more ride uh have a great rest of your week weekend whatever i don't know when you're listening to this Uh thank you once again for listening to one more ride you can follow us on social media at One More Ride JB on Twitter and on Instagram. My personal Twitter account is at Coconut Wall Papa. You can follow us and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you're there, if you give us a five star review, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you.